Welcome to Converge Coffee with Sean Sullivan. I am here with Jen Ease. She is the head broad in charge at the Brassy Broadcasting Company. She started working in podcasting as an editor in 2014 and has shifted the focus of her work to taking clients from launch to legendary in their own podcasting journeys. Jen's curiosity and lifelong passion for music have fueled her DIY attitude. She loves audio gear and gadgets, but appreciates simplicity and keeping it to the basic, the most basic tools to get the job done. In addition to producing the Brassy broadcast, she also co-hosts and produces the Beauty and the G podcast. Oh, hey, I'm going to, I am going to correct you on that. It's Beauty and the G. Sorry, thank you. Beauty yeah. and the Gee, G-I, not the G, <laughs> um, a podcast about practicing Bra- Bra- Brazilian, now I'm getting tongue-tied, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Did I get that one right? <laughs> yeah, you got so, that. Th- thanks, Jen, for being on the show. How are you doing today? Great. It's wonderful to be here. I know. We were talking, I mean, we were already talking about podcasting, and it's been about a year since we've been chatting just life happening. Um, and now with, you know, well, I'm just going to say 2020, I'm not going to even just say yeah. COVID too, just 2020, but, you know, kind of want to dive right into it. Um, cause you've got a lot of stuff kind of coming out, um, in 2021 that I obviously we want to talk about, but, you know, backtracking here of, um, kind of the start of it all, I think is kind of the best way to kind of start it from the kind of the beginning, not when you were born, but right. <laughs> when the, when the, when the business was born. So, um, why did you start the broad, you know, the Brassy Broadcasting Company? Well, once upon a time, I worked in a soul-sucking cube farm under fluorescent lights. <laughs> and it was one of those things where I didn't hate my job. I I loved my coworkers, I loved my clients. I was doing inside sales and I just knew it was not what I was put on this earth to do. Um, and my wife got kind of tired of hearing me complain about it. She was like, then will you stop and figure out what you are supposed to be doing? And so I quit, <laughs> quit my job, took some time to kind of regroup and figure out I've, I've been a lifelong musician. I've got a degree in music and business. I knew I wanted to use that somehow, but I didn't really know what that looked like. So I took some audio production classes. And then a friend was like, hey, I know these nuns that do a podcast. I would like to gift them custom theme music for Christmas. Could you write it? And I was like, well, if you're going to write me a check and I'm not working right now, I'm going to figure out what custom theme music for a podcast for nuns sounds like. Yes, I will do that. And that started me down the path of working with Sister Maxine. And then that turned into, hey, Jen, since you know how to do the audio things, would you edit our podcast? And, you know, six years ago, podcasting was growing. It was out there. There was an awareness of it, but it's not like it is now. And I was like, okay, well, I've listened to a couple of podcasts. I have no idea what I'm doing, but yes, I will figure this out. I'm totally going to do this. And saying yes to that opportunity, even though I really didn't know what it was going to look like, completely changed my life. What's the podcast note or was it called Sister Act? No, that's a great question though. No, it's it's called <laughs> A Nun's Life Ministry. And they talk about, you know, discernment and what it's like being a Catholic sister. And it's fascinating. So I grew up Catholic and yeah, I obviously know there's a, there's a, the monastery, not a monastery, a nunnery in um, Tipton. 
And oh, really? You can actually you can talk to them, but they have the screen and everything of the separation just because of um, the certain de- devotions and everything too. But I was thinking, as a second grader, why are these pe- ladies behind here? And the second thing, why are they all above seventy years old? <laughs> <laughs> when I thought about this, I'm like, there's like only I was counting. There's like only two young ones, and so I mean, there's I mean, there's the things going on in the world with different things of. Um, becoming a nun or a priest or whatever. But as a little kid, just seeing that as a different world was interesting right. to me. Yeah. And that's awesome that literally you said soul sucking cube farm under fluorescent lights, but you love the job and the coworkers, but no, you get it. Like it's, it's the environment. It's, it's not, it's, it's taking away um, your drive versus adding to it. Right. And I love that you found that. And, and you talked to your wife about that too, of just kind of being like, Where's the happiness coming? Because I, I just noticed in your Facebook posts and LinkedIn and that kind of stuff that you are like one of the most positive people I know that you share that positivity with others, with your wife, animals, family, friends. And so oh, I yeah. just thought that was kind of cool that you have, you, you, you exuberate that. And the best thing I just leading into the next question here is um, you did a little video about um, the ideal podcasting guest, but we'll get to that later is you you engage people online so well. Um, Thank you. And so you're welcome. And so what is kind of the, um, the epicenter of podcasting engagement? If you can kind of give any advice to people who are either starting a podcast in that podcasting, but they're, they're grinding it out. They're trying to get subscribers. You know, what are kind of some of the things that, um, that you've noticed that can help with that? I think I look at podcasting as, a conversation starter and a way to build community and particularly with the beauty and the gee podcast. So I co-host a podcast with my Brazilian jujitsu coach. And at the time we started, there were very few women that were podcasting about Brazilian jujitsu. Shocking. I know. Um, but we, we knew, we knew how much our local community met here and, you know, we were on a mission to bring more women to the sport and build that community. And really, um, we started a Facebook group and it's really been a great way to go in and engage with people. Like we get direct messages from people all around the world. Like I got a direct message on Instagram the other day from a listener in Germany that had a question. I was like, this is amazing just the connection and it just makes the world feel smaller. And it might be something that has come up, you know, in a specific episode, or it might be just a general, Hey, I'm getting ready to compete for the first time. What should, what do I need to be thinking about? You know, just things like that. But it's really been cool to just feel like number one representation, because as I started getting into the sport, I went out and, of course, looked for podcasts to learn more and really dive into it. And I couldn't find the podcast that I wanted to listen to. So I was like, eventually, we're going to make our own. It kind of started out as as a, as kind of a, a series within my own podcast, The Brassy Broadcast. And I started, I just called it My Awkward Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Journal because I knew there was something coming from this experience and I wanted to document it. And I didn't know what it was going to be, 
But I thought, I feel absolutely ridiculous diving into this sport. And it basically looks like wrestling in a karate outfit. And I just knew that this was going to be something. I didn't know what it was going to be, but I did have the good sense to start documenting it and and just letting it ride and see where it was going to go. I love that. Wrestling in a karate outfit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, My I, coach calls it combat yoga. <laughs> I kind of feel the same way in the sense of I do CrossFit or we uh-huh. do more fitness stuff. But it's made for 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 shorter people, and I'm six three, and so I feel like a string being lifting a weight, or and I'm like, should like, why are they lifting faster than I am? Like, how right. like am I? I feel awkward here. Uh-huh. But I I totally get you. Like, you feel like kind of out of your element, but in your element too, where it's kind of like, oh, okay, like I, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> um. Another, you kind of hinted on, you know, building community and getting and getting engagement from people all around mm-hmm. the world, which is really cool. And I think a lot of people kind of want to know, um, and the community is, you know, how do you build a podcasting audience? How do you build that engagement? I think you kind of start that even before you ever launch your podcast. And it's it takes effort. It's depending on, you've got to know where your audience is hanging out. Are they on LinkedIn? Are they on Instagram? Are they on Facebook? Are they on Twitter? Um, and go in and just start talking to people and having conversations before you launch your podcast. Or if the podcast is going, then go in there and ask them, like ask people, Hey, I've got an episode coming up. I'm going to interview this expert. What questions do you have? What do you want to know? I, I really think just asking, if you ask people, they'll tell you what they want. And then I also think another piece of that is particularly in Facebook groups. So like just going back to the Brazilian jiu-jitsu example, um, I'm in a couple of different um, women's jiu-jitsu groups on Facebook. And there are a lot of questions that come up and things that we've already addressed in previous episodes. So I can say easily, hey, let me share this link with you. And we talk about it specifically. And it's maybe just a starting point. It's a way to go in there and and give people resources and try to help answer questions and really just just show up and be helpful. Yeah, no, I think that's kind of been the big thing. And I, you know, what I've noticed, too, and even with when you mentioned community is um you go into detail with it. And, and I've just noticed a lot of people when they're like, oh, I'm just going to start a podcast on a whim. And they're like, I'm on 14 episodes in and then they can just kind of stop. Mm-hmm. Um, or they don't, they don't go any further with the actual episodes and kind of see it from the long haul that it's not yeah. the sprint, it's the marathon. And it's, you know, being helpful of just being your authentic you of being that driven of that intrinsic, not the extrinsic stuff. And so I'm going to, I'm going to do a little change up on the questions here. Okay. Um, and, and no more, you know, and not about insights, but I think um, the next part of it is, it's not just the audience, but it's the guest. Mm-hmm. And I know that you're, ha- you get, you're, ha- you're um, going to be uh, doing a, an event and the link is going to be in the show notes and everything too, but it's about being the ideal podcast guest. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, can you share with anybody um, on this, even this episode, because for right now, I feel like you are one of the best guests I've had. Not not to say like everybody else was bad, but I feel like it came into the sense of some. sometimes people don't know how to prep. 
mm-hmm. um, to be the ideal podcast guest. And I feel like even I think hopefully after these notes, I can share with future podcast guests that it just brings out more information and more resources. And I think it helps the community even better. So do you have any like insights of being that ideal podcast guest? Show up prepared. I encourage you, if you have time and you're pitching a podcast, listen to it first and make sure that you're even a right fit to be on this show. Like I've heard enough of yours. I knew that we're going to, we're going to have a great conversation and it's going to be helpful. And this is a podcast that I feel good about going on. And then part of that preparation, I think, is really knowing, asking that host, what does their audience need? And show up with that. Show up and serve. I I absolutely love that. Um, because it's a two-way street. Like you, the, the right. host is supposed to support the guest to bring them to the audience. It's almost like the guest is the band and the host is the venue or whoever bringing the bring everybody in so the guests can see but it's the resources getting out of that um so moving off no more grilling questions here jen <laughs> um offline background if you want to share anything you know even if it's even in a podcast episode you know i kind of say offline in the sense it can be online but people probably may not have noticed but any pivots that you have noticed with clients, yourself, um, how to embrace community even further. Because um, I talked to a previous guest and they said this pandemic has brought the world even closer together because we are all facing the same thing together. And it's like the first time this has happened um, more more in our faces because of media and just different things that we're facing everything together. And so how can I mean, it could be insight about community. It could be anything, anything you want to talk about. <laughs> um, I kind of leave the floor open up to you. Wow, we're getting deep here at 8 a.m. on a Friday morning as we record this. I think some of the biggest pivots that I've seen this year have been finding joy in the simplest things. I can't tell you. like, my, So my wife is a total bird nerd. And now she's sucking me into it. Like, oh, look, there's a tufted titmouse out on the feeder or whatever it is. I think spending time in nature this year has really just, it's been good for my soul. And I know other people that it's, there's something just getting out in the trees and the woods and feeling the wind. And we're fortunate enough that we, um, we have a pontoon and we've got it over on Eagle Creek Reservoir. And that was really, we've talked about, it didn't feel that weird with everything else going on in the world because that was our sanctuary. That's where we would want to be anyway, is out in nature. So I think really just learning to find the joy in the simple things has has been good for a lot of us and the slowing down. Yes, um, I totally agree. And I think it's more so um, what I've kind of noticed. It's not isolation from people, but it's solitude. And how do you feel comfortable being in your being in that solitude? Um, just going back to that. I mean, the nunnery thing. I mean, they're in solitude. And and I think there'd be I'm actually going to l- listen to that episode to see kind of, you know, if there's a there's an episode about that. But, you know, being you're not isolated from the community. You're still talking to the community, but you're in solitude based upon your vow on different things, too. And I think that that's a lot of value of like 
being behind walls <laughs> for a good portion of your life. And you're like, how do people like, are people actually happy? And if you can find out like if they are because of that, the connection between people, I think it's amazing that you kind of hinted on that, that it's, it's your own sanctuary, you mm-hmm. know, it's own place where you can, you can reflect, you can recharge, you can, whatever you want it to be. That's what it is. Um, it's your, you know, your epicenter of, of who you are and, and kind of, uh, kind of being, because I mean, you know, we are, I mean, we're, I mean, you do a great job at podcasting, but that's just, but podcasting isn't you, right? You, that's what you do. And so when people kind of see that, it's kind of like, you know, who, who's Jen? So I don't know how I led to this, but leading <laughs> to the next part of the episode, it just kind of flowed here. It's more about, you know, not, you know, not about podcasts and anything else, but it's about you, Jen, you know, you know, the woman behind the broad, the, the brassy broadcasting and the beauty and the ghee. So I got it right this uh-huh. time and Brazilian jujitsu. So I got that time. So I'm waking up a little bit more here um, <laughs> and not tongue tied. So when you get up in the morning and you kind of think about the work that you do, what's kind of the first thing that you've noticed that has come to mind of why do you do what you do? Well, the very first thing that I do in the morning is, so I've got a morning routine and the first thing is um, I journal so that I can get all of the stuff that's in my head out of my head before I meditate and I actually started a daily meditation practice. It was kind of right before all of the shutdown and everything hit this spring. And I am so grateful that I have had that because I'm at like 240 some days in a row of I write a page in the journal and I meditate. And I feel like that has really grounded me. I mean, I've never experienced it outside of a world pandemic, but even just experiencing experiencing this with everything that has gone on and having to get more comfortable in solitude, you know, taking that 20 minutes every morning for the meditation piece has been really helpful for me. And which completely took me off the rails of the question that you asked initially, but I think it was regarding my why. Mm-hmm. It was. I see a lot of stuff about, you know, oh, you've got to find your voice. You've got to find your voice. Your voice isn't lost. Usually we're the ones that that are lost. Our voice is where it's always been. It just gets buried under all the junk that we we read and criticism and all of this stuff. Our voice has always been there. We just, it's our job to come back to it. And a lot of the work that I do is just getting people out of their own way. So it might be clarifying what that vision, mission, and purpose is of their podcast. But everyone that I work with, I am so fortunate to have just the most incredible clients. They are so passionate about the message that they want to get out into the world. And it might just be simplifying the technology piece for them or helping them hone that and and craft that message a little bit. But like my clients are on fire. Like they fill me up. I never get bored editing their shows because they're having these incredible conversations with people around the world and they are doing good work. I absolutely love that. I think it went from, and you eloquently described everything of like what you've gone in the past of just the, uh, 
you know, <laughs> the cubicle, the cubicle <laughs> jungle, I would say uh, on my yeah. end um, to literally simplifying the tech and, and honing the message for clients and for them to, to, to charge you up their fire feeds your fire. Exactly. Um, and I think that's really, really awesome. Um, so, you know, besides, you know, your morning ritual routine and that kind of stuff, what do you, I know you're a musician, so, you know, what's kind of your hobby, you know, if it's being a musician, like how does that kind of play into effect of kind of giving you a different perspective, different angle, recharge, whatever that goes back into your work? It's funny because over the past few months, as I've gotten back into putting the Brassy broadcast out more regularly and thinking about how can I engage and how can I promote these episodes, I started writing jingles for specific episodes. Because when I show up with a ukulele in somebody's LinkedIn feed, they're going to pay attention, at least for a minute, just to see what's going on. Rather than and and I love audiograms and things like that and some some things that are traditionally done in, in promoting podcast episodes. But it feeds me to grab a ukulele or a guitar and write a little 30-second jingle to really highlight what the conversation was in the episode. And hopefully then that creates enough engagement on the posts that people are like, oh. Yeah, I need to, I need to make sure I go back and listen to this episode. Because if you think about behavior as we're scrolling on LinkedIn or Facebook or whatever it is, nobody's going to stop and listen to the episode right then. But what I have found as a listener that I will do is I might grab my phone or I might go to my podcast app and go download that episode so that it's in the queue, you know, when I go walk the dog. So it's there waiting. Um, it's waiting for me, but I'm never going to stop as I'm scrolling. But this gets enough attention and starts enough conversation. And it's fun for me. Like this, this is how I need to show up in the world is being silly and entertaining and, you know, being a little bright spot in somebody's feed rather than doom and gloom. I've seen that ukulele in LinkedIn and I look at it and it's kind of like, um, I, I could describe it like this: like everybody, there, there's always been that debate of when should you hang your Christmas, tr- you know, tree up or your Christmas decorations? Is it before, or after Thanksgiving? For me, you know, being raised, it was always after Thanksgiving because it's just like giving tribute to Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. But the more that you know, I've seen people they've been hanging things up early just because of this yeah. year, and I look at it and I'm like, oh. That's kind of cool. Like, I just get a bright spot. Like, I get a feeling. It's not a judgment. It's just like, I get a warm feeling. So when I saw that your ukulele post Uh and and, and LinkedIn, it was something different. I'm like, oh, like, I'm going to listen to this. Yeah. Because that's not what you expect on LinkedIn. No. You're doing (laughs) something outside the norm that is you. And I feel like a lot of people stay it's like a society thing they stay within what the platform should do rather right. than allowing you to showcase yourself in a platform right and it has been a struggle for me to figure out like as i've grown within my business you know there's the you should do this this is how you should show up and i just i i struggled with it i felt like there were two very conflicting pieces to me there was the I mean, basically, it felt like a mullet, you know, the business in the front and and the party in the back. And 
I think I've finally gotten comfortable enough in bringing that musician and that creative piece into my podcasting work. That's why people hire me. I mean, yes. the information is the information and you can go out and get it from just about anyone, anywhere. It might not be the right information, but it's available. But I think so much of it is in how, like, what is that unique lens and experience that we bring to our work? And I bring, I bring it from a very, you know, musician, entertainment, storytelling, engaging perspective, because I've had to stand on stages and entertain people and engage with them and tell stories between songs and try to keep people's attention, you know, the best you can in a bar when they just want to hear Freebird. Yes. Love it. So you kind of mentioned Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I think we mm-hmm. kind of mentioned that a few times in the epi- episode here. And I feel like th- that could be your health. It could be something else that you want to talk about with meditation. But this is kind of the open floor of, you know, what has helped you the most to be consistently good at your like your career and what you do? Um, and seeing it as like, I'm not going to sprint to the end and then just like burn out. Like I'm seeing this as... I'm a, I'm a runner. I, I'm, you know, I'm pacing this out. I know, I know where, you know, I know where to, how to work within what I'm doing, but I also know how to push myself. And so, you know, what, what, you know, if you want to enlighten, you know, the podcast community, cause I've noticed some listeners have gotten back to me about, you know, Oh, I didn't know, like there's a different perspective. And sometimes I've heard, you know, guests, they say, you know, even the smallest things are like, I don't know if that's significant. And I'm like, it might not be significant to you, but it can be significant to somebody else who hasn't had that experience. So if you want to, the floor is yours on the health side too. <laughs> All right. On the health side, I would, I would go back to Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And where I feel like that has impacted me in my business is that it has pushed me so far beyond my comfort zone. Yeah, it's, 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 it's really even hard to de- to find the words about how far out that has pushed me. It has also forced me to be less critical and judgment of myself because I have learned to use my body in ways that I didn't even know were possible. And, you know, with jujitsu, you are actually encouraged to be heavy on someone. If someone says, Oh my God, you were so heavy. That's a compliment. I don't know where any woman can go any place else in the world and hear you're heavy. And that's a compliment. And it's really gotten me okay with the fact that I'm going to suck at this, but I love it. And I'm going to keep showing up and, and keep trying to get better. And with jujitsu, you know, as you progress and, and go to different belt levels and things, it is such an individual journey and you cannot compare yourself to the other people on the mat. And it's really helped me in life and in business to remember that this is my journey and I can't compare myself to everyone else out there. I absolutely love that. Um, I've been kind of reflecting upon that the last few weeks too, of um, my own journey, as well as um, being kind to yourself. I think that yeah. it's more so even today is um, we are a lot. I mean, a lot of us are very critical on ourselves mm-hmm. uh, way too much. And we don't, and sometimes we don't realize it just giving us the grace. Uh, right. It's okay to fail. It's okay to learn something because you're you're we're constantly learning. We're human beings. We're not human um, automations or algorithms, right? <laughs> and that's just kind of the big thing. So 
you know, kind of wrapping up, Jen, thanks for talking about, you know, podcasting. Um, I always learn little tidbits from you where, which they're, they're small, you know, insights, but they make huge impacts. And oh, great. And that's the, that's the value that you're bringing is it's kind of like that small little note that makes like the huge impact. It's kind of like uh, with Neil Diamond when he when he writes, you know, Sweet Caroline, how many people, you know, sing that at bars and places and and really feel that emotion with it that he was like, oh, I just wrote that on the whim. Like, that's kind of yeah. what it was. <laughs> and, you know, talking about you know, your different podcastings with, you know, the, the, the Brassy Broadcasting Company, you know, the, the beauty and the gee, um, and about yourself, you know, just kind of, you know, talking about your, your, your life of, you know, why do you do what you do? Um, your hobbies, your health, um, your wife, your sanctuary, like your wife's a bird nerd and, and how you're helping other, uh, how you're helping others and, and bringing their, um, their vision, um, and, and, and meeting that and with, you know, the audience and the right audience. So thank you so much for being on this episode. My pleasure. Thanks for inviting me on. And to all the Converge Coffee drinkers out there, that's a wrap.